Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of your favorite podcast, The Other Identity. I, of course, am your host, The Great Landis, a.k.a. Robbie Landis, along with me, as always, Professor Awesome himself, Ben Morris. Himself, yeah. Ben Morris, Professor Awesome, looking forward to the day where we can call this uh, an award-winning podcast, because I think <laughs> it's about time they start shoving some awards our way in recognition and all that we do, Robbie. Oh, one can only dream, Ben. One can only For now. Dream. For now. So, uh, I thought that today, you know, before we get into the meat of what our discussion would be today, that uh, I would let you go first on uh, talking about some of the stuff that you've been reading, because you have so many things. Um, so and many. you know what? Uh, hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can't take a stab at it. So, you talked okay. Nightfall yep. last week. Yep. Um, I don't know that you would want to talk about the DC Rebirth that you're doing right now, which I believe is Deathstroke. Deathstroke, yeah, I'm in the midst of it. I'm going to say that you want to talk about your, is it Fall of Mutants that you're reading right now? I'm reading Fall of the Mutants. Um, It's a 1980s X-Men crossover. It's... It's fine. It's not good or bad, really. There are up points and down points to it. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would more like to talk about the fact that I just concluded catching up with our friend Kelly Thompson's uh, Mr. and Mrs. X series. Oh, so, I'm still... I, I read the first, I think, three issues of that. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it it's something that she clearly loves writing, and I think it shows in that. She has such an affection for Gambit and Rogue. And she definitely infuses that into everything that she's doing. This is just like, to me, this is the quintessential take on them. It's very perfect. Uh, their chemistry is there. I, the interesting thing for me is how much I liked Rogue. Um, I've always been kind of a Gambit fan, mm-hmm. just because I, you know, obviously it hit for me at that right time. He was in the animated series. Even though Rogue was in the animated series, she was never one of my favorite characters. And I found that between. Mr. and Mrs. X, and then I'm also checking out the current run of Excalibur that's part of Dawn of X, right. and she's in that as well. Um, I'm really just digging Rogue as this kind of like complicated, complex, I guess those need the same things, but you know, <laughs> interesting powers, strong female character, just like ticks a lot of boxes, and I really, I love the relationship between Rogue and Gambit, but I gotta say like Rogue is really, Rogue is really rocketed to the front of my list as one of my favorite X-Men. I really appreciated. Uh, I believe it was in the in the first issue when uh, you know she's getting married to Gambit and uh, Mystique shows up. Just the the just real honest and, and like you said, complicated relationship that they have, and just the very short conversation that they have with one another was just it was uh, really a highlight moment uh, of that issue, and definitely a series that I need to get back to. Yeah, uh, I think there's I think there's something to the fact that like Mystique is at her best when you remember that yes, she is a villain, a terrorist, an anarchist, but she's also a mother who cares Mm -hmm. about her daughter. And that's where you can really make villains three-dimensional by reminding that, yes, even though they do all these horrible things, um, there is a a human core to them. Mm -hmm. So uh, I actually finished up uh, um, uh, The Name of a Rose, Black Widow by uh, Marjorie Liu. Is that right? Liu, yeah. Yes. Um, uh, it was only a five series, I have a full eight series run, but uh, the name of a rose was only five of those yep. eight. Uh, so I finished that up, and I have to say, I, I definitely recommend it to anyone, whether you're a Black Widow fan uh, or not. It was such a great read. She strikes such a great, a great combination between like you know the superhero spy thriller, but also showing like just really human and really down to earth, you know, moments and emotions, uh, you know, between the different characters in there and. 
I, it was just uh, from from start to finish. I was just enthralled by everything in that book, and it was it was great. I I, I cannot recommend it enough. Well, that's part of the appeal of Natasha, and uh, you know all the all the best Marvel Universe characters is yes, she's a spy, but she's living in a superhero universe. So contrasting the spy stuff and the assassin stuff with superheroes flying around, and then also like you said, making her human at the heart of it, which I think Marjorie was very good at juggling. A lot of uh, different aspects. So now, are you speaking of Kelly? Are you ready to check out her Black Widow series? Oh yes. I mean, I've been ready, but you you know how yeah. I feel about waiting for stuff. Yep. <laughs> uh, so so yes, Kelly. I mean, uh, let, let, let's be honest. All of Kelly Thompson's books uh, are on my to read list, um, uh, including I, I've been wanting to get into her Kate Bishop Hawkeye because I hear such great things about that. That that was award winning, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it won the Mm -hmm. Eisner, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Yeah. I believe you are right as well. So, yes, uh, Kelly Thompson is all over my reading list. Uh, And once I do, I told her, I promised her that once I start reading her Black Widow, that I would be sure to uh, tag her in everything that I had to say about it on Twitter, which I don't know that she was looking forward to. Uh, (laughs) Hey, as as someone who gets tagged by you all the time on Twitter, I will say it's Mm -hmm. certainly a mixed blessing. It's both a blessing (laughs) and a curse. Uh, You get some interesting stuff. Hey, before we get out of segment one, I had a question for you. Sure. Um, Not to do with our reading list, but because, you know, I do monitor what's going on in kind of superhero news. And Mm -hmm. as you are more of a gamer than I am, what is the big controversy with the Peter Parker recasting in Spider-Man. What? <laughs> all right. So first What's of going all, on? all right. So they didn't actually recast him. Uh, they right. are remastering Spider-Man, which originally came out a few years ago on the PS4. And they're doing a remastered version to put onto the PS5. And they changed the character model. It's still the same guy voicing him, which I believe is Yuri Lowenthal. Yep. I've heard uh, of him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, who does an amazing job. Now, according to uh, uh, Sony and Insomniac, the reason that they changed it is with this new character model, they can better, I think, make use of the facial recognition and the facial capturing that that Yuri did with his performance. Um, But I think that the reason that people are up in arms against it is it is a pretty drastic change from what the character originally looked like. And so I think it's just... You know, as with when you go to change anything that people love, they have a hard time sort of letting go with it. Uh, now, I will admit that when you put them side by side, there is a difference between them. I think the hair on the new one looks a lot better, um, and I don't even necessarily know that the face itself is better or worse for either one of them. I do like that the new one looks a little bit more Tom Hollandish. I, he looked exactly <laughs> like Tom Holland to me. When I saw the new one, I was like, that's Tom Holland. That's yeah. the guy who plays Spider-Man. What's the problem? You yeah, know? but uh, Granted, admittedly, I'm not as invested in this sure, as other people, but that sure. was that was um, my initial reaction. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I, I like the new character model. Um, I, I'm not sure if it looks better or not. I don't think it looks worse either, but there is definitely a difference sort of between them, and I think that, you know, uh, those type of things just tend to polarize people. Either sure. you're, you're for it or you're not for it. Um, we fear change. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we sure do. So, coming up next here, uh, first segment here, not as long as it usually is sometimes. That's fine, because we're going to need lots of time yeah. for what's coming up next, because we have decided to rank from worst to best all of those who have portrayed a live-action version of Batman. That's coming I'm, up next. I'm on so the scared. <laughs> and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Oh, we have an unprecedented outbreak. Thousands of us walking the earth. We might die at any moment. Because we're under attack. In which case, we must act 
fast. Doctors are trying their best. Working long hours and always sacrificing. They're helping to protect you. Well, I'd very much like to thank them. Thanks, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Wait a minute. What's the prognosis? It's still changing. So we have a novel virus and no vaccine at this time. What should we do? We gotta get everybody else back into the houses. We gotta keep them there. In other words, this is our lockdown, right? What that means is stay in your homes, make no attempt to reach loved ones, and take a long nap. You can count me out. You can count me out, too. Some people are immune to good advice. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Those idiots. I just need to make sure you fully understand. Let's recap. I'm begging you. Stay inside. Wash your hands. And make sure you've got 10 feet of personal space around you. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't hear you wash your hands. So think on this, lads. When you're home watching TV. Think about the medical stuff. Working for you. So I'm asking you. Stay home. I'm in isolation. Just stop the virus. All right, I'll do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You stay classy, planet Earth. Welcome back, and thank you, everyone, for downloading and listening to The Other Identity. As always, if you haven't, or if you have, tell a friend. Encourage them to listen as well. Uh, so... It's Batman time. We yeah. uh, we have decided that... Yeah, perhaps uh, against our, our better, <laughs> better judgment, judgment, we've decided, yep. yeah. Now, now the reason uh, that, that I actually wanted to do this was uh, a few months ago, uh, mm-hmm. Callie had actually written over at CheckpointXP.com uh, her own ranking of uh, the Batman yeah. uh, from Best Doors. I actually and don't know if she, if she did the movies or if she did the actors themselves, but we're if doing I, the actors. If I recall correctly, it was the actors, but I've got to, I, I'll fully say that I, I want to go back and read it again. I read it when it first came out, but it's been a minute, so I want to, after we do our list, uh, see how it stacks up against hers. Oh, well, don't worry, because her list, I think, is going to support my list, so I have some of oh, her Jesus. comments okay. in reserve here. All right. So, I don't uh, want this to be contentious. That's not my mm. intention. My okay. In- my intention is never to start a fight. Let's start. I'm going to be so diplomatic. Hey, can I start with a disclaimer first? Of course. I think the disclaimer, and I think you will agree with me on this one, is that though technically not a live-action Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman from the animated series, is the best Batman of all oh, time. That, to me, is dear, the quintessential Batman. Dear Dear Ben, I do agree with you, but mm-hmm. you are wrong. Kevin Conroy has, and I can't believe that you, the CW fan no, here, no, I know he aren't the Bruce one Wayne pointing and, oh, this no, out. Shit, stop, stop. I know, he was, <laughs> I know he was old man Bruce Wayne in Crisis on Infinite Earths, but I'm talking about his portrayal of the animated and yes. video game Batman. You're not going to get me on a technicality. <laughs> I 100% loved his performance in Crisis, but it's not what I'm talking about. Fair enough. All right. But yes, uh, obviously Kevin Conroy is the best Batman the best, of all yeah. time. But we're looking at movie Batmans. Uh, and of course, Adam West, you, you had mentioned uh, yep. prior to us uh, when we were playing this, that he was in a movie himself. He did a so movie. Yeah, I own it. Here. I own it. Yep. So we're going to start with who we believe to be the worst Batman. So the bottom Ooh. of my list is, oh, no. it's a two-man race. Um, okay. And it's for polar opposite reasons. But caveat, I, as we have talked about on the show before, have not seen Justice League. So I don't feel fully comfortable putting Affleck at the bottom, even though I did not enjoy him in Batman v Superman or Suicide Squad or Wonder Woman. But those were limited parts. So I'm going to defer to you on Affleck um, because you've actually seen Justice League. But 
The thing I didn't like about Ben Affleck's Batman is that, to me, it was unrelentingly miserable, which I get it. Batman is a tragic character. He's rooted in tragedy. He mm -hmm. came out of mm -hmm. a horrible thing. But to me, I, and, and this is something I'm discovering in my reread of the older Batman, I like a Batman who's a little bit more well-rounded. So I like a Batman who, yes, there's an aspect of tragedy to him, but there's also an aspect of swashbuckling, heroics, all that stuff. Sure. And I felt that was lacking from Affleck's Batman. But on the flip side, you have George Clooney's Batman, who is the complete opposite to me, where he's all humor and no underlying seriousness at all. So to me, <sighs> those are the two worst. <laughs> I, can't, I can't in good conscience put either of them at the very, very bottom, I'm going to tell you who has to go at the bottom, and Callie actually agrees with me on this, because uh, while preparing for today's episode, I actually completely forgot that he was even Batman. Uh, I think I know where this is going. Because I felt like he blended, like, a little bit of what I remember blended with Clooney, and then maybe a little bit blended with Keaton. But despite actually liking him as an actor, sure. I completely forgot that Val Kilmer was a Batman. Well, that you know what? I don't disagree with you guys at all. But to me, he's more forgettable than he is actively bad. Whereas I think some of the others are actively bad. No, if you're forget what? If we're forgetting your performance completely, you were the worst Batman. I don't know. I thought Val Kilmer was fine as Batman. I didn't think he was. He's certainly not good. And okay. Bat, well, well let's Batman go ahead. It's not a great movie. Let's let's compare him then to the two that you think should be at the bottom. Uh, sure. Well, I don't think that Clooney was the best Batman. This is what mm -hmm. I will give him. I actually thought that he was a pretty good Bruce Wayne. Very right? fun Bruce Wayne. If it was a Bruce Wayne movie that it required no Batman, Clooney <laughs> killed it. All right. If it's the story but of Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is part of Batman. Like, they are right. one and the same person, right? So, right. to me, your performance as both, both Bruce Wayne and Batman goes into determining it, sure. right? Mm -hmm. So, the fact that Kilmer is so forgettable mm -hmm. and Clooney is at least a good Bruce Wayne, he doesn't deserve to be last. All right. I will. I, I don't feel strongly enough about this that I'm going to go to war over it. I don't think Val Kilmer was a good Batman. I think probably, actually, to the point of what you were saying... Just the fact that I have affection for Val Kilmer as an actor in other parts. See, I love probably, him as an actor. Yeah, so that's probably skewing me to want to put him ahead. But mm -hmm. I'm, I, if you want to put Val Kilmer at the bottom, uh, he is forgettable. He, he, he blends in. There's nothing noteworthy about his movie. The best part of that movie is the fact that there's an awesome Seal song in the soundtrack. <laughs> um, and that's, that's, the, that's the peak. I, I yeah. don't like Batman Forever. I just think it, wait, it the, the, the thing about Batman Forever that bothers me so much is like Batman and Robin is campy and weird, but Batman Forever is wasteful in the sense that you waste a decent Robin story, you waste a good actor as Two Face. Like, there's just so much wrong with Batman Forever that if that lands Kilmer at the bottom, I'll I'll accept it. More like Batman Never, am I right? No, you're not right. All right, so uh, second to last, then I'm putting Kilmer at the bottom. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so I do think that having not seen Justice League yeah. puts you at a big disadvantage when right. judging Affleck's Batman. Well, yeah, because that's his, that's his main performance well, as Batman. I get but, that. But, but even with that into consideration, Affleck, I think, is still at a major disadvantage because he's, he's still... I realize that the Justice League are the starring characters, but no one really gets 
the spotlight of themselves. They're, they're all kind right. of supporting each other. So the fact that, ba- that that Affleck never really got a fair shake as his own Batman puts him at a big disadvantage. But I also don't think it's fair to judge him based on the fact that he never got that chance. We have to go, you know, based on the stuff that we saw, right? Yeah, but I think also we, it's it's like, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna give Val Kilmer a pass just because he was in a bad Batman movie, and then maybe if he had been in a if he had been in a Christopher Nolan movie, for all we know, he could have been no, great. No, you're 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 right, but but we're 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 judging them based on what we did see, right? And obviously, like you said, you haven't seen a lot of it, and, no. and what you did see in Batman vs Superman is a lot of him just being, you know dour oh woe is me sad blah 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 blah. and he does actually have you know some good moments in batman versus superman you know when it comes to resurrecting uh you mean in justice league sorry sorry yes yes in justice league when it comes to resurrecting superman he's the one that champions that cause you know he's the one that recognizes that it we're not enough we need him because of what he represents. Here's here's the only other thing I'll throw out in regards to Ben Affleck's Batman. And this is more um, when I saw that the first response we got to this on Twitter was Ben Affleck had the best Batman. This is not a judgment on you. This is more the thing. Do you think there might be some recency bias here? Just like he's the last one we saw. He's the one we remember most. So we're we're giving him a little bit more credit than he deserves. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think so, because mm-hmm. I will be the last one, or, or, or I, look, I'm going to be the first one to, to tell you that Batman v Superman and Justice League as films mm. were not good, <laughs> right? right? Um, and and I, I, I don't think that he's the best by far. Is he one of my favorites? Perhaps, but the best? Definitely not. Right. But I also don't think that he deserves to be, deserves to be second last. And, and, and this may get a little contentious here, right? I would actually put... At second to last, I would put Michael Keaton. No, no chance. No chance. Michael Keaton, to me, is on the high end of this list. Um, His Batman movies were brilliant. And if you want to talk about someone who was able to, as you're saying, play both Batman and Bruce Wayne and make them both distinct characters. Ben. Nobody did that better than Michael Keaton. Ben. Nobody. And And I will include anyone on that list. Ben. Yeah. You cannot look at Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and tell me that one of the first words that comes to your head is Playboy. Absolutely, I can. He plays oh a my car- gosh, he plays no! a he plays a fun, charismatic, believable. I I think he oh. absolutely pulls it off. He's got magnetism. No. He's much more. He, he pulls dead he, vibes is what I get. No, he's not at all. That's crazy. See that that to me is someone watching. This like years later and viewing it through nostalgia, nostalgia means. But no, he's a fantastic Bruce Wayne. He's an awesome Batman. Those movies are great. I- I'm sorry. Callie points out, and 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 this, I guess, is probably what broke the camel's back uh, uh, for Callie. Uh, but the scene you want to get nuts says channels just a little bit too much Beetlejuice vibes. I have no problem with it. I, I, look, I, I don't think we're going to come to a consensus on this. I love Michael Keaton as Batman. I think he's superlative. I think he's entertaining. And to me, this is what I'm talking about. I want to see a three-dimensional, well-rounded Batman. I don't just want this grim, scary, miserable Avenger. I want somebody who can show me the tragedy of his situation, but can also show me that he's a kick-ass, fun superhero. And to me, Keaton did that better than anybody. Oh. Boy, 
All right. Not going to make you are put you, him second to last, all right? But, are you agonizing but, over how wrong you are in the no, realization? No, I'm not. No, I'm just I'm agonizing over the fact that we have to have this conversation. Let's move on to another one then. All right, so let's go back to Clooney then. Let's go back sure. to Clooney. All okay. Right. What? Uh, let's say Clooney versus... All right, different one. Let's get the elephant out of the room here because there's someone on sure. this list who is just vastly different from Stands everyone out. outside of here. Sure. From a different time, mm-hmm. how do we look at and how do we judge West? It's tough. It almost feels like you shouldn't be on the list um, because I, I, I mean, yeah. because I think what he does, he does very well, right? right? The thing and, is, and, and again, it was a completely different. It was a time different time. Well. It was a different even genre. Like as far as. I don't know, man. I, I, there's something about Adam West that I just I, I love watching that stuff. And, and granted, this is partially because I watched the show when I was a little kid because it was in syndication, and I remember it in that regards. But I also just think like there's a charm to how much he totally throws himself into the role, um, and the fact that he is just like when he's Bruce Wayne, he is 100% Bruce Wayne. When he is Batman. He's not a Batman like we would see in any of the movies, but he certainly, you know, he commits. So I don't know. It's it's a tricky problem because it's not like I'm not going to say he's I'm not going to say he's number one. I'm not going to say he's the worst. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you just put him right smack dab in the middle or if you give him kind of an asterisk and just say he's really good for what he was, but it's not comparable to any of the others. All right. Well, I, I, I think that, that probably second to last just above Kilmer and only because a lot of their performances, I think, blended into one another. Clooney. Yeah, I, think I agree. We we're we're aligned on that. We're aligned on that. Yeah. I mean, pers- again, personally, Affleck is at the bottom for me, but I fully concede that I have not seen his main body of work. So for me to judge him just based on Batman v Superman is not fair. So I'm going to defer to you if you want to put him third to the bottom, fourth to the bottom, then I will I will give that to you. Here, Here's the thing that I think keeps drawing me back to Ben Affleck. Especially, you know, early on, I, I was one of the first ones, you know, to make fun of him as mm-hmm. well. Uh, especially given his terrible luck with superhero films and his appalling performance as Matt Murdock as Daredevil. Yeah, no, he was but a fantastic Daredevil. Da- that's a completely, that's a completely yeah. different discussion there. We don't have to dwell on that one. Um, but I think what I love about him the most is he reminds me the most of the Batman that I see in the animated series and the way that Batman is whenever... He is sort of a supporting character in what I've been reading recently with Rebirth, whether that's in the Justice League or the Justice Society of America. There is this this air of, I don't care, because I'm a fucking mortal who mm-hmm. is, you know, working amongst gods in, yes, that's stupid, but it is what it is, and let's get to work. Mm. Again, I just... I. I... I don't feel like I can have this conversation because I haven't seen Justice League, <laughs> and I feel and I don't and I don't want to skew it that way. All right. Well, you know what? Number one thing in your to do list after this episode should be to go and finally just watch Justice League. Just Defin- get it de- over with. Definitely not. Oh my god. I have a All million right. other things to do with my life that do not involve me watching Justice League. I'll wait till the the quote unquote. I, I love that the big thing. The big narrative online now is if it's the Snyder cut. Then why is it going to take millions and millions of dollars oh, to shoot? Oh, don't even but... get me started on that. All right, so look, we said that we could put West in the middle, but there's right. six of them here. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't think I can put West above Aflac, but I could probably put him at third from the bottom, which is pretty much the middle. Yeah. I, All right. I, I, I disagree, but I'm okay with it. All right. Uh, I think we can probably both agree on who the best is. 
I, I, have to, I, I have to. I have to do some rewatches. I think my favorite is Keaton, but I do absorb because I'm a adult and I'm mature and I've absorbed some of your points <laughs> rather than just yelling at you. I get some of the stuff you were saying. So mm-hmm. the thing that I, I mean, let, the elephant in the room is obviously we're, we're going to put Christian Bale at number one. Okay. Yes. Yep. So the only thing that always bothered me about Bale is kind of the same thing that bothered me about Affleck, and that's that I felt that he was too serious and not enough fun. I really, I, I don't know why it's so important to me that Batman has an element of fun to him, and it sounds like that's what Affleck gave to Justice League, and that's why I don't want to judge him too harshly. But I did always think like Christian Bale is very unrelentingly grim. Mm-hmm. That said. He's playing Bruce Wayne, who is much closer to the loss of his parents than I, I think. I think if we got Christian Bale playing Batman years later, like maybe after he got Robin or other stuff, maybe he softens a little bit. But for what he was asked to do to basically portray year one Batman, I think he did an outstanding job. Well, and, and uh, you know, I think that that while Bale isn't my favorite Batman, mm-hmm. nor is he my favorite Bruce Wayne, he does both of them sure. remarkably well. He's not yes. the best of either in either regards, but mm-hmm. I I have a hard time picking out any faults. Uh, I don't need my Batman to feel fun like mm-hmm. you seem to have a weird thing with. It's not a weird um, thing. I just like look, dude. When I'm watching a superhero movie, I don't want to be miserable. I that's, mean, that's the not, bottom line. Yes, sure. Not being miserable, that's fine. But I also don't think I need my Batman cracking jokes. Because I don't need he, him cracking jokes, but I also don't need him being like, I'm, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm sad. You know, mm. I don't need that all the time. I, that's, I get enough of that in real life. I, I don't need that in my escapism. All right. Well, look, this is our show. We can do what we want, and we can also call a tie for second place if we want to, which also as a result, bumps everybody up a place and makes everybody feel good. So Keaton <laughs> and Affleck tied for second. All right. I'll allow it. All right, cool. And that's only because we spent way more time on this than I thought we would, mm. and we still have a whole other segment to do. So coming up next, there is one other Batman who is donning the live-action mask, but, of course, it's not fair to judge him either since we've only seen about 25% of a trailer. Coming up next, we talk about the hopes and dreams that we have Robert Robert Pattinson as the Batman. Students are playing more video games than ever, and that's not a bad thing anymore. With Checkpoint XP on campus, you can peek into the world of college, esports, and gaming. We talk to personalities in the space like Phasix, who retired from the Overwatch League to join a college team, or thought leaders like James O'Hagan of the Academy of Esports, who's leading the charge on blending education and video games. It's not all black holes and floss dances. Games can lead to college scholarships, and we can tell you where on Checkpoint XP on campus. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to The Other Identity in Today. It's mostly about Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. We just got done ranking uh, the live-action Batmans. We put Kilmer at the bottom, followed by Clooney, West. A uh, unfortunate tie between Keaton and Affleck, and of course, Christian Bale at the top. And I would um, certainly encourage anyone who has an opinion to share them with us on social media. Rather, it's with me, at Ben J. Morris, Robbie, you. At where, Ben? At Robbie Landis underscore CP. That's right. I was trying to. No, you know, wait, do it's it. wrong. Robbie underscore, underscore Landis. Landis at C- C- so, so just yeah. say it next time. Just say it. Don't make, <laughs> don't make it again. But also uh-huh. follow uh, 
checkpoint XP, obviously. Yep, yep. So, uh, Robert Pattinson uh, recently, can't, well, I mean, not necessarily recently, but whatever. No, recently, it's a couple years at this as, uh, as the Batman for the upcoming, um, is it Tim Reeves, who, the, uh, the director? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, the director. Uh, we actually got to see we, uh, a trailer, thanks to DC Fandom, uh, last month, and um, it's looking good. Yeah, definitely. The little bit that they have is definitely looking good. Uh, but, you know, what we want to talk about here is kind of what what we want to see from Matt Reeves' Batman. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you had pointed out that, that technically uh, Christian Bale's Batman was supposed to be an early form of him, a year one. Correct. If you will. Because we yep. even see in, um, you know, the first film that he basically goes off and, you know, trains. You know, yeah, he becomes trains, Batman. Blah, 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 comes back. And so... How do you feel knowing that the next attempt at a Batman film, technically, yes, we had Affleck in between, but he never got his own film. Right. So the next attempt at an at a Batman film is kind of looking to do the same thing. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's interesting. And I think there's always a tendency with superhero movies to, oh, we got to go back to the beginning. We got to go back to the origin. We got to tell it again. I would argue that the most recent Spider-Man movies have shown mm-hmm. us we don't need to have the origin every time. Correct. And to that end, we don't need to have year one every time. I think the only thing here is that uh, Robert Pattinson's obviously a little bit younger. So they want to show something of a younger, formative Batman. And I'm fine with it. I mean, year one's my favorite Batman story. So I'm never going to go against telling it again. And at this point, even though the Bale Batman feels pretty recent, it, it's been almost 20 years since Batman Begins came out. So oh my like, God, has it? I'm not that old. You're very old. Uh, it's time to accept it. But I, I don't know if it's been 15, 20 years. It definitely, it's, it's been a while. And getting another take on this is not the worst thing in the world. I'll say what I want to see is more, I felt like... Oh my God, it's been 15 years! I told, I told you, I told you. Um, but I feel like Batman Begins was kind of, all right, let's follow Bruce Wayne around the world and only in like the second half does he come back to Gotham and kind of get established. I don't mind what it seems like they're doing with the the Batman, and I'm cool with this, is we're going to bypass all that going around the world, and we're going to bypass the origin, and we're going to show, all right, he's established in Gotham, but he just got started in Gotham. And we're going to bring in the supporting cast, and we're going to bring in the villains, and, and we're going to show a little bit more of the world that was built. I'm fine with that. I think that gives it enough differentiation from the Nolan stuff. Well, I think that bringing up Spider-Man uh, is actually a good comparison because it bypasses the origins mm-hmm. of how he became, but it is, st- but those, he's still honestly, just getting started. Right. Honestly, even by the time we get the third one, uh, those, those three films are kind of in their own way, an origin of showing him becoming like who he's meant to become. Right. And so, right. Uh, and, and actually, I, I think that they had mentioned this. I remember reading this. This, this was such a long time ago. Um, it might have actually been leading into the Bale films, but I remember once uh, uh, reading an interview or listening to something where they're like, look, Bruce Wayne is an adult now. We, we, we've seen what happens to his parents. People are, are tired of watching a grown man lament over the loss of his parents. I would agree. So many years later, like he was a boy when it happened. Formative yep. for him? Of course, but we don't need to constantly be seeing that when he's a grown adult. We know that part of his story. Um, so I agree. I love the idea that he is Batman, right? He's not, you know, he, he has the suit now. He has some of the gear that's going on. But he's still at that tipping point where, like, you know, there are some people that don't 
really know if he exists yet or not, mm-hmm. right? He's kind of like this urban legend. Um, and, and I think what I'm also looking forward to them doing, which obviously Batman Begins didn't do because they just really had him be like, oh, all right, I'm here, I'm Batman now, and I have to stop the guy who just taught me how to be Batman from destroying the city. Um, I like that we're also going to be seeing the origins of the Penguin, which, yes. uh, by the way, Colin Farrell, wow. Yep. Um, and uh, the Riddler, a, a, a very new, interesting take on the Riddler. That, I think, is what I'm most excited about because the Riddler has always been a very comical villain, like this high society hoity-toity, ho-ho-ho, I'm going to you know, kill people with riddles. And at least what we've very little that we've seen of this new one is is definitely a completely different take on the Riddler, much to how Heath Ledger's take on the Joker was different from anything we've seen before. And we're also getting Catwoman, um, and we're also getting Gordon. Like, mm-hmm. I, to me, I've said this on the show before, Batman might be the least interesting character in the Batman universe for me. I'm reading some really good Batman stories now, so I'm reconsidering that a little bit. But I am more... I more enjoy the mythology and the world building of Gotham than I necessarily do a solo Batman centric film. So if this is going to be a story about, all right, Batman's your way in, but then you get to discover all these crazy eccentric characters and their relationships with one another. I'm all for that. And just talking it through right now, I'm, I'm even more looking forward to this Batman movie than I was before. Yeah, I don't know that I have any expectations because for some reason, and, and, and until we had really pointed it out, I guess I didn't really like uh, uh, you know have the thought that wow, this is really just the same thing that Nolan did. Mm-hmm. Um, so am I excited to see what they do? Of course, but I don't know that I'm going to go into it uh, with any expectations one way or another. One thing is clear, though. I think that, and, and, and I think I can speak for everybody. We can finally forgive Pattinson for Twilight. Uh, I've, I've already forgiven I'm, him. I'm striking that off your list. I will no okay. longer make fun of you for being a sparkly uh, vampire. I've never seen a Twilight movie, but I don't hold it against him. I watched the first one with a group of friends with rift tracks underneath it. Amazing. So it, made it, it made it bearable. But anyway, that's going to be it for us, guys. As always, we would love to know what you think on the bevy of Batman topics that we have discussed today. Uh, again, that's Ben J M O R S E on Twitter and Robbie underscore Landis CP as well as Checkpoint XP. Hey, that's going to be it. What? Give me a follow on Instagram as well at Ben Reads Comics. I'll, uh, I'll I'll give you plenty of content there as well. There you go. Do that <laughs> as well. But until next time, remember you can always find us on the same other identity channel at the same other identity time. See ya. All right. That was fun. Time. That was fun. As I thought it would be. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Known for his incredible award show appearances, Chris Stapleton never disappoints. Our Nancy Brooks recounts the first time meeting him and ranks his four best award show performances. Text Chris to 45911 to see which performances made the list at BackstageCountry.com. Just text Chris to 45911 and find out why Chris Stapleton is a BackstageCountry.com favorite.